48K News. Good afternoon, it's one o'clock, I'm Todd Harding. The headlines, the transport chaos continues for a fifth straight day. The Chief Executive Carrie Lam condemns the assault on Justice Secretary Theresa Cheng in London and the Consumer Council criticises travel agencies that bundle their own insurance plans with package tours. Transport is disrupted for the fifth straight day with police yet to clear many of the roads that have been blockaded by anti-government protesters. Richard Pine has details. Across Hong Kong, major roads are still heavily barricaded by anti-government protesters, especially those near universities. Traffic has been heavily congested through the only two cross-harbour tunnels in operation, the eastern and western crossings. Black-clad protesters threw petrol bombs at the entrance of the cross-harbour tunnel near Polytechnic University in Hong Hong at around 6am, setting alight a line of debris on the road. Several of its toll booths were set alight overnight. Rail services are limping along. The East Rail Line was suspended after petrol bombs were thrown at Kowloon Tong Station, but it's resumed service between Hung Hom and Fo Tan. Tin Shui Wai Station on the West Rail Line was closed after there were scuffles between commuters and protesters who tried to stop a train leaving the platform, but the station has reopened. A signalling failure caused brief service disruption on the Kun Tong Line. Several MTR stations remain closed. The government also said more than 200 sets of traffic lights needed repair in various districts. Police say they're working to clear Tolo Highway but have reopened two lanes after protesters partially cleared them this morning. Police also said some protesters fired arrows on cleaners who were working on the road. Students at the Chinese University announced at 3 o'clock this morning that they would reopen one lane each way of Tolo Highway from 6am. They said they'd close it again after 24 hours if the government didn't commit to holding the district council elections on schedule a week on Sunday. They later upped their demands to include the setting up of an independent inquiry into the whole protest saga and releasing all arrested protesters. National People's Congress Standing Committee member Tam Yu Chung says the action of protesters completely goes against their original demands for freedom and democracy. Speaking on a radio show, he said he believed public support for protesters would dive as their latest action to disrupt traffic has affected people going to work and school. The chief executive, Carrie Lam, has strongly condemned an attack on the Secretary for Justice, Theresa Cheng, in London. Here's Janice Wong. Ms Cheng says she suffered serious bodily harm at the hands of a violent mob in London, where she's on an official visit to promote the SAR as a venue for dispute resolution. The government says Ms Cheng injured her arm when she fell, after being surrounded and heckled for several minutes by dozens of protesters. Carrie Lam said the attack went beyond the baseline of a civilised society, and she hoped police in London would follow up and make necessary arrests. In a separate statement, Ms Cheng also condemned the protesters criticising them for using their political ideals to deprive others of their legitimate rights. The Consumer Council says it's disappointed to see that some travel agents are still requiring their customers to buy designated insurance plans when people join tours, seven years since it raised the issue. The Council said this sales practice is undesirable because it deprives customers of the right to choose a plan that suits them best. The Watchdog's chief executive, Gilly Wong, said the same issue was found seven years ago and the industry doesn't seem to have improved. She said even though the tactic doesn't breach any laws, the authorities should step up the regulatory framework to improve consumers' rights. We raised the concern seven years ago and it exists still in the market. So that's why we think it is, uh, we, we have to brought up the issue again. By far, there's no regulation to ban uh, bundling sales uh, um, tactic. Reasons being 
marketing is it is a very uh, quite a common uh, marketing um, tactic right now. But what we believe is um, because it is uh, causing you know a certain degree of detriment to the consumers, we really call for uh, um, the formation of the, the travel industry authority in future to really look into the issue and form the right guidelines for the insurance uh, for for the travel agencies to follow. The council has also urged customers to carefully read the warranty terms when buying a mattress after it received over 100 complaints about them so far this year. It says some complainants were upset about the so-called 10-year warranty because some companies refuse to repair or exchange problematic mattresses even after only a few days' use. The council's CE, Gilly Wong, said companies should also explain clearly to customers about restrictions under their warranty plans. The company, in actual fact, have the responsibility to explain to the consumers at the time of purchase about a warranty and let the consumer to make the choice whether they want to buy from you or not. So um, this is an aspect, you know, that we want to bring it up and hopefully uh, both the industry can be improved as well as the consumer could be smarter when they buy the mattress. The Internet Society of Hong Kong has challenged a court injunction banning Internet comments inciting or promoting violence. The order sought by the government was made two weeks ago. Its lawyer says the injunction is still needed because there are people acting violently after online comments were made, such as an attack on the Sharting Court on Wednesday. But the society's lawyer says the injunction undermines free speech, arguing it has disproportionately affected people's right to communicate. The senior counsel said the order should be discharged because it's not necessary, saying the police have been effective in arresting people for online incitement without the injunction anyway. Turning overseas, President Trump has asked the United States Supreme Court to block a legal demand that he submit his tax returns, documents he's declined to release so far. The subpoena from the Manhattan District Attorney seeks Mr Trump's tax returns dating back eight years. Here's the BBC's Chris Buckler. Donald Trump is the only US president for several decades to withhold details of his tax returns, and this is just his latest attempt to try to keep the documents private. Earlier this month, a court in New York said prosecutors could enforce a subpoena against Mr Trump's accounting firm, demanding both personal and corporate information. Their investigation involves so-called hush money, paid to two women who claim they had affairs with the president. Mr Trump denies that, and his lawyers are arguing that he cannot be the subject of a criminal inquiry while he remains president. The U.S. Democratic leader Nancy Pelosi says yesterday's public hearing in the impeachment inquiry against President Trump provided evidence of bribery. She said the testimony corroborated evidence that Mr. Trump had threatened to withhold military aid from Ukraine unless it investigated his political rival Joe Biden. Mr. Trump has said he did nothing wrong. Ms. Pelosi was speaking in Washington. The devastating testimony corroborated evidence of bribery uncovered in the inquiry and that the president abused power and violated his oath by threatening to withhold military aid and a White House meeting in exchange for an investigation into his political rival. Doing so, as I've said to the president, undermine our national security, jeopardize the integrity of our electoral system, violate your oath of office. There's been another shooting at a school in the United States in which two students have been killed and several seriously injured. A student identified as Nathaniel Burhau opened fire on fellow pupils at Saugus High School in the town of Santa Clarita before using the final bullet on himself on his 16th birthday. 
A 16-year-old girl and a 14-year-old boy died on the campus in Santa Clarita, north of Los Angeles. Kent Wegener from the Sheriff's Homicide Team in Los Angeles County says emergency services found six injured pupils on arrival at the scene. All the students were triaged and transported to a local hospital. The suspect was later identified as one of the victims who was found in the quad. He is identified as a 16-year-old male whose birthday is today. The weapon that he used was recovered at the scene. It's a 45 caliber semi-automatic pistol, which had no more rounds in it, had no more bullets in it. Investigators examining the downing of a passenger plane over Ukraine five years ago say intercepted phone calls indicate close links between top Russian officials and the rebels accused of shooting down the aircraft. They say the calls reveal a much closer relationship than was previously assumed between the Kremlin and pro-Russian fighters in eastern Ukraine. Nearly 300 people were killed on Malaysia Airlines flight MH17. David Nelson is a senior investigator. In addition to regular telephones... The rebels used secure means of communication. A number of these seem to be provided by the Russian Federation and moreover used by Russian top officials in their contact with the fighters. On our website jitmh17.com you'll find the series of numbers that they used and we released recorded conversations they had about administrative, financial and military business. Italy's cabinet has declared a state of emergency in Venice following serious tidal flooding in the city. 22 million US dollars has been allocated as the first emergency funds to help the city, its citizens and businesses. The Prime Minister Giuseppe Conte described the flooding as a blow to the heart of the country. A passenger plane carrying 53 people has arrived in Sydney from London after carrying out a test for the world's longest non-stop commercial flight. The experiment was run by the Australian airline Qantas. The BBC's Luke Jones was on board. 19 hours, 19 minutes was the time, beating all previous records. On board, passengers and crew wore light sensors and motion sensors. Devices monitored the pilot's brain activity and cameras watched to see if their faces got tired. Qantas want to see if this is possible to run commercially. They can't do it yet because they don't have planes that can do the route. Only 53 of us could go on board this test flight because that's the maximum weight this jet could take. And regulations currently prevent them from staffing a flight this long. They hope this research will help overcome those hurdles. To business news, Alibaba has confirmed plans to list in Hong Kong in what it called a 13 billion US dollar vote of confidence in the city's financial markets and a step forward in its plans to go global. It will offer 500 million shares at a maximum of 188 Hong Kong dollars apiece. The mainland technology giant had planned to list in the summer, but called it off because of the China-US trade war. The firm's shares are already traded in New York. A second listing in Hong Kong is expected to carry favour with Beijing, which has sought to encourage encourage its current and future big tech firms to list nearer to home after the loss of companies such as Baidu to Wall Street. A short time ago, the Hang Seng Index stood at 26,411. That's down 87 points. To currencies, the US dollar is trading at 108.56 yen. The euro is standing at 1 US dollar and 10 cents. And the pound is worth 10 Hong Kong dollars and 8 cents. And now with the sports news, here's Adam Jung. Let's start with tennis. Roger Federer has ousted Novak Djokovic from the end-of-season ATP finals in London. A 6-4, 6-3 victory has put Federer into the last four, as the BBC's Russell Fuller reports. 
This was vintage Federer. There were eight aces and barely an error in sight as he took the first set. Even if Djokovic made life hard for himself by sending down three double faults in his first game and a half. The Serbs' solitary break point came in the fourth game of the second set. Federer saved it, immediately broke serve, and from that point on, Djokovic cut a dejected figure who sensed his number was up. Federer's semi-final opponent could yet be Nadal, although the Spaniard's fate is no longer in his own hands. England have qualified for football's Euro 2020 after a 7-0 demolition of Montenegro at Wembley, which included a hat-trick from Harry Kane. The BBC's John Murray was at the game. England's qualification is done, and Prague apart, it has been an absolute breeze, this group. They've scored four against Bulgaria at home. They scored five against the Czech Republic and Kosovo at home, Montenegro away. They scored six in Bulgaria last month. And here in the final home match in the group, they've gone even better than that. They've hit seven. Turkey and France have also qualified for Euro 2020. Turkey drew one all with Iceland, while France beat Moldova 2-1. Cristiano Ronaldo took his international tally to 98 goals after scoring a hat-trick in Portugal's 6-0 win over Lithuania. Portugal now one win away from qualifying. One of the bright young stars in the NFL sustained a concussion after taking a helmet-to-helmet hit during a game between the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Cleveland Browns. Pittsburgh's Juju Smith-Schuster was trying to catch a pass when he got drilled from the side by Greedy Williams in the second quarter. The wide receiver left the game and did not return. Smith-Schuster came in with a team-leading 36 receptions. His absence hurt the Steelers as they went on to lose 21-7. In the NBA, the New York Knicks have spoiled the return of their former star Chris Porzingis. Marcus Morris made a tie-breaking three-pointer with 13 seconds remaining to help the Knicks beat the Dallas Mavericks 106-103. Porzingis finished with 20 points and 11 rebounds in his first game back in New York since joining Dallas earlier this year. The Latvian center was a fan favorite in the Big Apple when the Knicks made him their first-round pick back in 2015. But his relationship with the club and the fans turned sour as the Knicks kept losing. The Knicks look set to endure another losing season, though. They're second from bottom in the Eastern Conference. And that's your look at sports. Thanks, Adam. And to end the news, the top stories once again. The transport chaos continues for a fifth straight day, although the Tolo Highway is partially reopened. The chief executive, Carrie Lam, condemns the assault on Justice Secretary Theresa Cheng in London. And the Consumer Council criticises travel agencies that bundle their own insurance plans with package tours. News from RTHK. The influenza vaccine is safe and effective. And getting vaccinated each year can protect yourself and others close to you. Elderly people, pregnant women, children and those with chronic medical problems are more likely to have serious flu complications. To protect yourself and your loved ones, all family members should join in and get vaccinated against influenza. Consult your family doctor or visit chp.gov.hk for details. Yeah.